0: Hey, Senda.
1: Hey, Phil.
0: Do you want to um, talk about how players can make games go slow and
1: go fast? Ah, uh, yeah, I do.
0: I figured you might after last
1: week. <laughs> I feel like we have some thoughts.
0: <laughs> Cue music. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am one of your hosts, Phil.
1: And I am your other host, Senda. And last week, Powell on Slack asked us, Hey Phil, topic suggestion, in what way is a modern MC or GM responsible for pacing in one-shots and campaigns? And we talked about that, and we had fun talking about it. However, however... (laughs) In doing that, having that conversation, we also realized that, of course, players have a responsibility in pacing as well. So we thought we should probably also address the player role in pacing. So that is what we are going to do today.
0: And to do that, we're going to revisit our definition from last week about pacing, uh, which is move or develop something at a particular rate of speed. Uh, and in terms of RPGs, what we're talking about is pacing is the rate we move through uh, the plot of either a session uh, or session arc. And I guess we could also say campaign, right? This this sure. um, this definition is fractal in nature, yes. meaning that it applies to each one of those uh, levels. But a lot of times when we're talking about pacing, we're really talking about pacing um, in Uh, a single adventure, scene pacing, um, you know, can we get this one shot done in a certain amount of time? And we talked all about that last week. So um, if you have, if you just dropped into this episode, um, pause, go download last week's episode. Listen to that, because we go into a lot more about pacing um, and especially, of course, the GM's responsibility and pacing in that. But that is not, that is not what we are here for today. No. Today, we're flipping it over to the player and looking at what player pace, what players do in regards to pacing. So, Senda, what do what 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 is the role of a of players when it comes to pacing?
1: Well, firstly, it is a little bit more complex than the GM role, right? Like that—that's a thing, right? Because the GM is a single person who decides how fast the pace of their activities, which is like usually i mean it depends on how much um you know how the power share in a particular game works out right but the gm is frequently the person who is specifically tasked with the activities that drive the story forward and because of that they are the person who usually has the most influence over the pace of the game um but and this is why we're getting into it um all the pacing will work better if everyone is working together to move at the same pace because otherwise you will fight each other.
0: <laughs> right. And
1: it's no fun as a GM to be the person that you feel like you're trying to drag the game along with you, right?
0: Yeah. So, in addition, in addition to that, um, players yes. <laughs> are multiple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so while the GM, for the GM, uh, there's a lot of pacing like you said concentrated in one person right so the yes. gm is the gm is like in a more traditional game and even games like power and the apocalypse and things yeah. like that the gm is like setting scenes kind of you know narrating what's going on with the rest of the world you know the other npcs things like that so the gm has uh one like you said a lot of influence but also is single right yes. so can just decide go faster go slower right that's a gm thing go yes. faster go slower yeah. players are multiple people Uh, And are all doing their own thing,
1: Yes,
0: (laughs) which means that rarely are players operating at the same pace. Right. So if everybody is playing at the same pace, like if you are as players all synced up, right? Like you're all paying attention, kind of know where you are in the story and what you should be doing, then it's great. You're going like at one speed and, and much like the GM, you can like go at that speed. Yes. But more likely you're not going at the same speed different players are kind of engaging things at you know at, at differently and because of that your speed is really the speed of the slowest player
1: i just had a really interesting thought and i'm just going to sidebar this for 1 second you know something i think that part of the reason that when you play with a group of people for longer and longer and longer, right? And you, you know how you kind of get that thing where you're like, oh, we kind of just all get each other and we, like, move more slowly through smoothly through a game? Like, it just occurred to me, like, I can't remember the last time that I felt like as a group the pacing of my every other Thursday game was off, right? Like, I think we've just, like brain synced on how we run story pacing as a group and have shared expectations. That's really fascinating. I don't know how you would have that as a conversation. Like, I think that's something you have to experience and grow into. But like, wow, like...
0: Well, this is, um, there's a lot of things, like in project management, there's a lot of talks about um, group formation and group dynamics where yeah. um, when a group first comes together, yeah. like there's this whole thing, I don't want to get into it because we're, side, we're, <laughs> we totally we're sidebar. sidebar like, but there's this whole thing that's called like storming, norming, like all of those things. And, and, and basically what it boils down to is that, yeah, there's a thing that like when you bring a group of people together to do a project or in this case a campaign or or even at a uh, micro level at, you know for a one shot there's a period of time where the group doesn't get itself yeah and so everybody's like individuals trying to work together and then over time the group begins to build their own cues and shorthands with each other yes and because of that, they start to become more efficient about not only communicating, but getting things done because they have they build their own pathways for how to get things done. So, like, for instance, in a not well, let's not do the boring project management stuff, but let's talk about like <laughs> let's talk about cool role playing stuff. Yes. Um, a group like this will start to get really good at knowing uh, without without anyone saying anything, how to pass the spotlight to each other? Yes, right, and they'll just do it without saying anything without because
1: thinking about it, yeah, right,
0: because they've built these like informal pathways, often through other experiences mm-hmm. where they might have been um, more deliberate when they were sharing the spotlight, and then everybody was like, "Oh, that was really cool," and you talk about that like at the end of a game, right? Like, "Oh, that was really cool how like senda kicked the spotlight over to Brett," and. Then everybody internalizes that, right? They take it and then they remember, like, oh, when the opportunity comes, I can also do that. Right. And then that's how you get these like unwritten things where groups get cool. Um, like they just get good at this stuff, right? They get like they get in a rhythm and they're they're they know how to kind of like move at the same pace. And this is why when you introduce somebody new into a game, it right, makes you, everything
1: go wild.
0: You <laughs> disrupted that. You, like you've now reset the group, yeah, back into an earlier mode where that one that new person has to learn these informal pathways, which hopefully the group does a more explicit job of of explaining it to them. But two, the group will learn new has to learn new pathways with the inclusion of this person, yeah. OK, yeah, it just takes but,
1: time and it's different. So, right. Yeah. Right. So okay. there's
0: a whole like in project management, there is a whole thing about this because um, because that's what you're doing. Like I, I basically run mini campaigns of work. Yeah. Right. And I wind up bringing a group of, of individuals together who sometimes people have worked together. Sometimes they haven't. And by the end, I need them working harmoniously. So yes, everything you're saying is a group dynamic thing, and we could probably we could with a little work do a whole show on. Group Obviously, dynamics. we're
1: spawning more. We're more like, yes. more things here, but anyway. But
0: but you bring up a very good point about all of that, right? And this is why um, this is why groups that have formed and are really comfortable with each other often become reticent about adding people.
1: Yeah, or letting the comp- composition of the the particular or the group, group change mess exactly. At all. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Cool. All right. So to kind of go
0: back to the player pacing thing, right? The thing we were talking about is players are a group and that um, you're basically operating at the pace of the slowest player, right? If everybody's going fast and one player is going slow, you're still going slow. Yeah. Ish. At least you're going slow-ish.
1: It feels really weird, right? When you as a GM or you as other players are trying to like drag someone into going faster in the story and they're not. Like I, I, you know what I mean. It's hard to describe, right? Because it's not a physical thing, but it is like a thing where you're like literally trying to chop chop people, drag people faster. Yeah, through the story, it's weird. Good. Um, So, basically, the concept of doing all of this that I think is the best way to to describe it, (laughs) as we pull all the way back in from our little sidebar, is if we think of the GM as a conductor who is setting the pace and then the um players are the orchestra whose job is then to keep the pace that a gm is setting right
0: yeah i like this analogy for a couple of reasons right one um the conductor isn't making the music
1: no they're not
0: right yeah which the gm isn't making the music either right like (laughs) it's the players the gm's job is to kind of like bring it like to get it all to work together right like and that's why you know people are always like let's get rid of the gm title like game master is like you know really um whatever and and the term that i really like if we ever get rid of gm which is hard because i like the abbreviation is facilitator
1: yeah facilitator is you could i have seen games also say literally conductor right like
0: i've, I've the, seen them say things but nobody changed like like no, in the yeah, end
1: like in the end as a generalized thing we still tend to say gm yeah, but i do really name, like facilitator yeah right
0: you can name your role whatever you want <laughs> everybody will eventually GM. just call it gm yeah. um but i like facilitator because for just this reason like the can it's that conductor role right it's the um, you tap, 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 right? Because you got to like get everybody's attention, right? And then like you set the pace and then you point to the people, right? Like you point the spotlight, like it's, you know, strings, like let's go, right? up oh, let's bring up, you know, this over here. Like that's to me, to me personally, right? That's my favorite um, way of jamming So I- I'm just going to take this next little chunk here. Um, so based on that analogy, the first responsibility of players when it comes to reg- with regards to pacing, and I think this is really the thing, right? This is the takeaway. Everything else we're going to say is good, but like right here, just if you get one thing out of this, <laughs> yeah, take this piece with you just, right just now. Just this piece, yeah. Your responsibility as players is to look for the pacing cues from your GM and keep pace, mm-hmm. yeah, right? It like. I, to, I'll say it one more time for the back row. <laughs> your responsibility is to look for the pacing cues from the GM and keep pace. Yeah. Okay.
1: Good. It is, as we've already said a couple of times, it is miserable as a GM to try to drag people along with you. And it requires a vast expenditure of energy on your part to try to feed enough energy into the game to speed it up. Um, and it stinks. Mm-hmm. Keep pace. <laughs> how
0: do we do that? How do um, how do how do we how do we do that?
1: Yeah, the first thing you have to do as a player is you have to be able to determine what pace the GM is kind of trying to set, right? And firstly, if you go back and listen to our last episode, there's a bunch of like flags that you could be watching for in a in a in an actual like aware contextual way, like oh, they're cutting the scenes in, you know really short into the beginning and really hard at the end so like we're trying to move through this quickly or whatever it is right um but there's a certain amount of like gut feel about pacing um that's based on where you are in a particular storyline or a particular adventure right because you know there are places um where you might um you know automatically kind of slow down and places where you might speed up so it's usually nice to kind of push through some of the uncomfortable like stuff that tends to move really slowly at the beginning and not like let it you know flounder around for a really long time but then you know sometimes in the middle when you're trying to discover what's going on that's a place that things sort of slow down a little bit more because you're doing a lot of like heavy interaction like figure things out and then you get to the climax and you're like oh we want to move quickly into the climax and raise the energy levels and you know that kind of thing so depending on where you are in the story and what feels right to that part of the story which it's terrible to be just like gut based, but like there is a certain instinct for this, right?
0: I, I don't think it's. I, I'll say I'll tell you why I don't think it's terrible.
1: I, well, it's we it's, all, it's terrible only because we can't explicitly say what to do. Like we can't.
0: It's fair. It's fair. <laughs> but here's the th- and here's the thing I'm going to say about it is it's hard to explicitly say what to do because we you know we keep saying it's a feel. But here's the thing to remember, for the most part, all of us. Right? There'll be some exceptions. There'll be some outliers. For all, for almost all of us we all consume media. Yeah. Books, comic books, movies, those kinds of things. Everything that you're saying is in all of those things. Yeah. Like you have been throughout your whole life
1: inundated. Unless
0: unless yes. yeah, unless you've been in some sort of media-proof bubble, you have been indoctrinated with all of this to a point where you actually do Know that feeling,
1: yeah, you actually do. Um, which is which is the cool thing is that if you let yourself just kind of flow into the story, usually those instincts will just kick in because you've been consuming all of that media,
0: and so has the GM and who's so running your the game, GM.
1: and so have the other players. So it is a shared point of reference and experience, exactly, especially. If you've, you know, planned out like, hey, we're specifically doing this genre, which means like these media references that you may have all consumed. Right.
0: Exactly. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. If you are struggling to understand what the pacing is and you feel like you're off beat from everyone else um, and you're not necessarily picking up the cues that the GM is putting out in terms of some of the stuff we talked about in episode 250 that they're doing to control the pacing. Um, And you're not necessarily getting a gut feel for it. There is literally no issue. And this is like, this is the most general advice we always give about all games and all questions and all problems all the time, right? If you're not sure, then just ask. Right? Yeah, you, it's, it's really okay. It's really okay. There is a literally no problem with being like, hey, I'm not sure. Are we trying to move through this really quickly? Um, like, do you want to get to something else in here, whatever it is, or like, how's your time frame? Are, do we need to push through this to make sure we finish this on time, whatever it is. Is, Do we
0: have a few minutes for me to chat some more with this NPC?
1: Right. Like, it is completely okay to just ask, like, is it okay if I if I pull this scene out a little more? I'm really interested to see what happens, even though we already accomplished the goal, right? You, uh, you can just ask.
0: I'm going to insert a small sidebar here. Yes. I think that a lot of people start to think that um, when we talk about some of these GM skills and player skills and things like that, that, like, they have to be... Um, unsaid right like your ability to pick up on where you are in the story your ability to read the table to do all those things that those things are always nice it's great like they're they're nice to haves but you can always substitute just asking like just communication for any one of those things like if you don't have to ask sure that's great Right. Like, oh, I instinctively picked up that we were picking up the pace. So I also picked up the pace and like everything went fine. That's great. Like and if that works, it's great. But it's not the it's not the be all end all. It's not even the peak. Like it's not the peak, the preferred or anything. It is a way. Yes. Right. And there are plenty of reasons why you may or may not pick up on where you are in a story. Um, Everything from neurodivergence to distracted to tired to thinking about something, it doesn't matter. Um, When you can pick up these things without like asking, that's fine. And if you have to ask, that's fine. It doesn't, none, it's fine. It's just, I don't know any other way to say it, right? It's just, it's okay. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want people to ever think when we give advice that like the things that we say are like, you have to master the ability to like read where you are in the story from only the things the GM tells you. You don't. I th- you don't. We're, we're just offering. Like, go
1: ahead. I'm, the thing I was going to say is I think that we have a perception frequently as gamers. That is that having this kind of conversation mid-game in a very metagame way is going to somehow distract or um, detract from the actual play experience because we had to step out of the game space into the super meta level, and it, is, it doesn't, and it won't, and it makes everything better. Just ask. It's like consent. <laughs> this is where, all right.
0: So this is where one. This is where role playing is not acting.
1: Yeah. Right. Yes. So
0: if because 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 in a play, and you know this better than I do, which you actually have a degree <laughs> in this, right? Like. When something gets messed up in a play you that's just going on going. live, oh boy. you just keep the going. The
1: show must go on
0: correct but the show does not have to go on in a role-playing game right this is where this is where we diverge from plays right like yes there's acting in role-playing games but role-playing games is not acting and i will say this once i will say it again and there will be people who will be angry at me on the internet when i say this immersion is not all it's cracked up to be there are times where moments of immersion is awesome awesome for bleed awesome for acting awesome for great scenes but immersion does not have to be continuous for four hours. It is a thing that you can go into and out of, and ju- and and do that so that you can actually also do all this meta maintenance to make the rest of the game go smoothly. Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go put, this
1: soapbox you can put back the soapbox back under my away. desk. I will say <laughs> we should return to our I will say topic. one more thing about it. Even LARPing. Even LARPing, there are tools for you to step out of character and have conversations like this so that you can make everything work really smoothly. So even... If you are in full costume, full character, and it is expected that 90% of the time you are speaking and acting in character, there are still mechanics for you to step out of that mode and say, okay, I really want to do this thing. Is that okay with you? Or you seem to be moving really fast to bring this right back to pacing, right? You seem to be moving really fast. Do I need to pick this up? Right? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is, there are still mechanical ways for you to step out and have that communication and conversation so like don't feel like you're going to ruin the game by just asking what's like you can just ask it's fine <laughs> anyway
0: now you can now put your soapbox away I'll my soap back, back,
1: back under my desk we should just store them down there at all times it's fine good
0: Absolutely. Okay. So cool. So send us. So send us. Before we got on our soapboxes,
1: yeah, it told us we? what
0: to do to kind of see where the pace is. Yes. And now the question is: Once you are aware of what the pace is by whatever method, what yes, what can you do to either go fast or go slow? Yes. So last week we did this by going back and forth because they were opposites. This week they're not exactly opposites. So we're going to start with go fast. And then we're going to move over to go slow.
1: Yes. Um, Send up. Yes.
0: Give me one for go fast.
1: Yes. Uh, the first one, and this is this is kind of key to making some of the other ones work, um, and that is know what is going on in the game, right? So be invested, be involved, be listening, even when it's not your turn when you know exactly what's going on, it means that you're already thinking about, you know, all of the rest of the options. It means that you're not having to ask the GM to repeat things like, I'm sorry, what does the room look like? <laughs> or like, where are we again? What did he just say? Right. Like, we're not slowing down for that stuff. But it also enables you to do some of the next things. Like, for example, the one that Phil's going to tell us right now.
0: Yeah. The next one is think about your character's next actions. Right. Right. We, you know, we say this frequently when we're talking about things like combat, like you know, start knowing what your character's next move is going to be in combat. Uh, but also, you can think about this in narrative, um, in narrative, you know, like regular narrative scene framing as well. For instance, if the GM is if the GM is doing like one on one scenes, like ad lib one on one scenes with all the players, mm-hmm. and hasn't gotten to you yet. Start thinking about what you want that scene to be. Yep. Right? Start getting that cued up in your head so that when the GM gets to you, there's not that pause or hesitation. You can just be like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Let's play like from there.
1: Right. Or sometimes it's like the airship is on fire. Quick. What do you do? And then go around the table like, you know. Exactly. So when you're third in line, have an idea about, you know, one to two things you could tackle because, you know, maybe the first two people might take one of yours, but like have a thought about what you're going to be doing when it hits your turn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's also leads into knowing your character's mechanics, right? So if you are sitting at the table and you're like, boy, I think the next thing I want to do is cast this spell that I haven't used before. Or maybe it's one that you've used a bunch before, but like you want to see if mechanically it will address this particular situation, whatever it is. Or you always have to look up this table because you can't remember what's on it, whatever it is. If you are know that that's the next thing that you're going to do, um, then you can already have that information to hand. Or if you are the person who already knows all of that information and has rules mastery over all of the things that affect you specifically personally, so that you don't have to look any of that stuff up, that's also fantastic, right? Because then you already know that stuff, you're just going to go. So that's a rules mastery piece of sort of being able to just go fast.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, you know, this goes to player mechanical mastery, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a master of the whole game. You have to be a master of your character.
1: Yeah, it's the reason that... Over time. It's the reason that, like, for D&D, um, for example, or Pathfinder, um, there's, like, if you asked me a whole slew of questions about it, I would have to look them up. But if you ask me about rogues specifically, I have not played three, three five, or Pathfinder now in years. And I can still tell you... <laughs> exactly how i get my sneak attack bonus exactly like all of these weird little details right um because i was a master a rules master of the rogue class
0: yep exactly yep um the other thing is you can also um assist others with rules lookups etc right so if you are really good at the game or and sometimes this happens in my game um like players do this for me is like if somebody hits a rule that nobody remembers while we're resolving something else, another player will pick up the rule book, quick find that rule and tell us, right? Like, yeah, and and again, let's be clear. A lot of these things that we're talking about here are latency things. Yes. But latency and pacing go together.
1: Yeah, they're huge. Um, yeah.
0: Right. So if you've heard this advice before and you're like, oh, you, you know, pandas and misdirected mark people like you, ref- you make these references all about latency. Yes. Uh-huh. Latency yeah. and pacing are
1: we're talking about th- in the same. We're talking about players eliminating latency.
0: <laughs> yes. Which is a big way of going faster. Yes. Uh, Because, think about it, as a player, your contribution to the game is the things you say your character is going to do, and then mechanically resolving them. The faster you can make all those things happen, the faster your contribution is entered into the game, and the next player can enter their contribution. Yeah. Right? That is also latency. Yep. Right? Okay. Okay.
1: So this is interesting. The last one is one that is not so much latency, right? And this is about um, actual scene pacing. As a player, you can control when you exit a scene, right? So you can help clip scenes to just the necessary information by leaving the scene when a goal has been reached or shortly after, right? Like that's where you get that that gut instinct for like, how long can I draw this out? How long um, should I not draw this out? Um you can control the pacing of the game or contribute to the pacing of the game, I should say, by how long you try to linger in those scenes and whether or not you make the GM like have to cut you short and drag you away or if you just nicely like bring that scene out to a close without dragging it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So um, those are our go fast tips. A bunch of them are latency. Some of them are just about paying attention and uh, you know, moving things along and not lingering, um, what are some of the things that we can do as players when the pace of the game is slower?
0: Sure. when the pace of the when the pace of the game is slower, and we want to quote open up the game a bit, yeah, right. Uh, the first thing we can do is interact, right? So interact with the other player characters or NPCs, right? Have conversations with them talk about stuff, right? Player to player discussions about things that have gone on are huge or chat up an NPC um, or, you know, poke around the environment. Like I'm going to try to figure out how, you know, this big red crystal works, right? Like I'm going to, you know, poke at it, whatever. I'm going to go fishing. (laughs) Yeah. Like any of those, any kind of interaction with the environment and again, environment or other characters is going to slow things down because we have to create additional like we're answering questions, we're making dialogue, we're talking to each other. Um, if you get like a group conversation among the players, like everybody, like now all the players have slowed down to have this conversation, right? Nothing else, nothing else in the game is happening while this conversation is going, right? So it opens up, slows everything down. Yep. What's another thing we can do to slow like when things are slow or to help things remain slow?
1: Right. Ask the DM questions about things, right? And to me, this has a lot to do with interacting with your environment or the other characters, the other um the world around you, right? Because this is your opportunity to kind of take it down a notch and really find out about where you are. Like, okay, can you tell me about the city guard in this town? Like, what should we expect? Um, what kind of markets are there? Um, what is this person selling? Um, what does it smell like here? I don't know. <laughs> you know, like. you know, Or
0: even like, hey, what do I know about this kingdom? Yeah. General knowledge. General right? knowledge.
1: Like, what do I know about yeah. um, the ecosystem of this forest and how these trees work? You know, whatever. Um, so you, you can slow down and ask questions and you will probably get interesting answers. So it's cool to do it. Um, or don't be surprised if you say, what do I know about this kingdom? And the GM says, I don't know. What do you know about this kingdom? Tell me something cool. (laughs) But that's still a way that
0: That you're still still slowing down, down. right? Because you
1: are narratively building, um, you know, description and parts of the game that are not necessarily directly like key parts of the story, but they're sure cool to create and build.
0: Yep. Yeah. 100%. Um, the next thing you can do is, um, when things are slower, this is a great time to try things like spells, powers, and tricks that you've never done before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason for that is even if you've studied up, uh, even if you've studied up and you kind of know these new spells or whatever, the fact that no one's gone through them mechanically before will always be slower. Yes but this is also a great place to do some real experimentation right like the like the gm has indicated the game pace is slow now is the time to like be like i think i want to try something new here with one of my powers yes and you know okay let's you know let's do it what are you what are you up to like let's talk about what's your intent here let's let's figure out some mechanics let's make some rolls yeah great time great time for those kinds of things yep
1: um the last thing that we have is that you can linger in scenes past their goal or if it is a situation depending on the the table culture or the game itself if it is the kind of game where you are setting a scene then you can also set a scene a little bit earlier in right like you can you can set the start point um earlier this one is actually the same as one of the ones that we gave to GMs, right? Because scene framing has so much to do with how fast the story actually moves because it doesn't necessarily mean that in, in game, quote, game time, like the world of the game, that things are actually moving faster. It means that we as the audience see the fullness of the story in less time because we only see like the really important bit. So if we're going really, really fast, we're jumping over a lot of time and only seeing the key information. And when we slow it down, we're seeing more of the parts that are, you know, connecting the, the bits of key information together. Um, and so you could, you could play the game on super fast mode or you can play it on super slow mode where like, you know, a minute of real time is a minute of game time, right? And there's like that whole spectrum in between. As a player, you almost always have the ability to end a scene, right? So you can, you, can, you know, keep things moving quickly by ending scenes um, when you have accomplished the goal. Um, And then sometimes you do also have the ability to set that scene. So you can set the scene, the closer you set the scene to the monkey, the faster the scene is going to go. The further you set the scene from the monkey, the slower it's going to go because you have to get all the way into the scene, right?
0: It's true. It's true. All right. So those are our general rules, like we did with the GMs. Like, what are general rules to go faster in games? Those are general rules for players to what to do when to go faster. General rules. What to do. General rules. And what to do when the pace is slower. Let's talk about one shots and campaigns because that is a thing that we always uh, love to talk about. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, So let me tell you um, I'm going to tell you about player pacing and campaigns. Senda, why don't you just briefly like take us through um, player pacing in one shots?
1: Sure. Yeah. So the thing that we're always talking about with one shots is that you have that very limited time frame. So your GM is working with a very limited time frame, and the thing that I am always doing as a GM in a one shot is I'm always working really hard to keep the game moving forward and on time. Sometimes in a one shot. There are places where, as players, you want to slow down because they're really interesting. And as a GM, I want to let you slow down, but that means that I have to accommodate that slowdown that we did, you know, somewhere else by potentially speeding something else up to make sure that we get through all the material, right? So there's a constant, like, drive to get through everything. Um, Just to refer back to 250, you know... That's why we recommend leaving in space and stuff like that. But your job as a player is to support the GM in being able to get through all of that and let them lead the pacing. So acknowledge that um, this thing is really cool right here, and we've spent some time with it, and that's neat, but we do also have to move on, right, to get through the entire story. So in one shots, as a player, um, you're trying to do two things. To keep things really moving. And the first one is really key. And we have talked about it before. Which is you need to embrace what the one shot is about. So take the bait. (laughs) Um, When the GM says, ooh, a weird thing is happening over there. Go see what the weird thing is. Um, Be all in on this, right? This is a moment where um, the fact that this character is... um, a character that you're going to play in one one shot and so like you know this is a this is a write it like you stole it moment lean all in on this story don't make choices about fear for protecting your character make choices that are cool and drive the story forward um you know with energy and momentum um so go all in you got this just play hard um and then keep things moving right which means that so Because it's a one shot, very specifically, because there's a very specific time frame, if you continuously go fast, a GM has plenty of influence on that game to slow it down when necessary. But if you're moving along at a good clip and you keep things going, that means they can slow it down at the cool parts or when they want to or when they need to. And it means that when you hit, you know, they're not fighting to pull you along to try and make sure that they're not hitting the end of the game and not having enough time to resolve things.
0: Yeah. And even if the GM slows things down, because there's multiple players in the game, right? You still want to go go fast-ish.
1: It means you still kind of keep up the pace, right? And let the GM make the scenes go long when they are in control of it kind of situation. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Awesome. Why don't you tell us about campaigns?
0: Sure. Uh, when we talked in 250 about campaigns, right, we said that really what a GM is managing pacing-wise in a campaign is a story arc. Mm-hmm. So the good news is there's a lot of time under a story arc. Yeah. So there should be more time to go slow. Unless a GM has, like, unrealistically packed, like, a whole campaign in three sessions yeah. or something. Um you should have like the GM should have the luxury of being able to slow things down a bit. And so this is a time for when to really um, use your go slow moves, right? This is a really great time to like, you know, in the, in the course of a campaign, get into those interactions, right? Like it's fun in a one shot to have like a, like bit of a character dialogue between characters and stuff like that. But in a one shot, too much of that is going to create a strain on pacing. But in a campaign, having part of a, like, you know, having a, I don't know, 30 minutes of a session bogged down, I don't want to say bogged down, have 30 minutes of a session become a character discussion about something, whether it's um, uh, dramatic or silly or whatever, like, it's totally fine. The GM has time to play with, yeah right? So those, those it, it creates these spaces for slow things. You want to do some new experimental stuff? Awesome. Cool. Like, it's a great time to do it. Um, The thing about it is, again, be mindful of, one, the cues the GM's putting out, right? Because the GM may be speeding things up or slowing things down um, because they want to land in a certain spot by the end of a session. Yep. Right? So be mindful of that. Um, So don't just be like, oh, we can always go slow. Like, keep an eye on where the GM is setting pace. Also, watch the rest of the table, right? Right. The rest of the table may be anxious to get to the Baron Von badass battle. And if you've decided that you need to talk to everybody in town, like you could be creating like a little friction. I'm not saying don't do it. When I say mindful, I mean, be aware of it, then communicate. Yes right? If everybody else has taken very quick, terse actions and are like, let's get ready to go kick Baron Von badass's ass. And you're like, and then next I would like to have a scene with, <laughs> you know, Brumhilda the barmaid. And then I'm going to go talk to her father. And then like, you know, like read the, like look at the table. Right. And just notice that everybody's like ready to go. Like people are sh- literally sharpening their dice for this battle and say to people like, Hey, I see that you guys are all like geared up for battle. Is it okay if I just have this like really dramatic scene in case my character doesn't make it back?
1: Yeah. I was like, I really want to propose to broom Hilda before we leave.
0: Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, is that cool before we like dive into this fight? Um, and again, again, right. There's no, like there's no substitute for good communication. So when I say be mindful, I don't mean observe and then do what they're doing. I'm saying observe and then communicate. Yes. Boy, we could write a whole thing about
1: this.
0: <laughs> Observe the and then communicate. A, yeah. Well, to no, know, I mean, just like the things that we were talking about in the other sidebar. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, um, I feel like there's a lot of material in there. Um, yeah. And you and I have some pretty good um, experiences in terms of, um, of in terms of playing. And then being able to come out of something to communicate and go right back in without losing any intensity. Like, I don't know. There's there's a thing about it. I, again, I have a thing about, um, I, love, I love immersion, but I don't like when people um, think that immersion should be from the start of a session to the end of a yeah, session. I just exclusive. don't find that to be. It's
1: not realistic.
0: It, even if it's realistic, I don't actually think it's, I don't actually think it's. It, the better way to play
1: in my experience the best games are when i have those moments of communication because it means that we can simultaneously all just check that we're all still on the pa- same page nobody's making assumptions mm-hmm. right so that,
0: those meta level adjustments yeah, go a long way tweaks, just
1: little little into tweaks
0: really making yeah to making some really good stuff yeah. okay anyway point being about campaigns is that uh do be mindful of where the pace is, but also don't be afraid if you want to slow things, ask to slow things down or open things up, because this is the place where the GM has that luxury. Yeah. They they have it way more than in a one shot, yes. right? Like, don't like try not to pry open a one shot to make it super longer, but do in a campaign <sighs> Do feel like you should, you know, ask to like stretch things out and stuff cool that's that's it that's our uh like once again our pacing is excellent as we land at 41 <laughs> minutes um really that do is you remember
1: when we said this show was going to be 15 minutes long
0: do you remember that we barely knew each other and how much more we would like each other once we got talking <laughs> yeah this show is a function of how much we enjoy i know each other, it just right? kept like, getting longer <laughs> it's not that i didn't enjoy you back then but one I was wrong. Let me just say that right out, right? A, I was wrong. (laughs) Two, I wanted you not to be afraid to edit the show. I
1: was very afraid of editing the show. Because you
0: were already editing another show. Yeah,
1: actual play, which it's a long time.
0: Right, I needed to kind of coax you into like, it'll be okay. You tricked me. Um, (laughs) I really wanted to hang out with you. Is that, is, is that fair? Like, you were super cool and I really liked talking to you and I was like, boy, I think other people might enjoy this if we were just (laughs) like for us to nerd out about games. Um, As it turns out, I think that might be true. Yeah, it worked out. I
1: feel like it worked out.
0: All right. So before we fall off our pacing here, um, tell me about another show on the Mistractor Mark Network. Let us then close out the show and we'll go hit the Bamboo Lounge for a little bit.
1: Sure. So on the lounge, Doc finds the best, the brightest, the most fun game designers and sits down to have a cool chat with them. You never know what conversation is going to come up in the lounge.
0: Awesome. Say, Senda, where can people find us on the internet? Well,
1: you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can find us by dropping us an email, panda.misdirectedmark.com, or you can find us on the Tik toky and send us a video. And then if you do, maybe we'll address the question eventually. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> it was a hard question. It was a hard yeah. question. It's such a good question. But we have like, you
0: have to buckle really down need to think
1: about it. On like, <laughs> anyway, once they have found us in one of those places, what can they do with that information?
0: Uh, much like Powell did uh, leave us a, um, leave us a question, a topic, a suggestion, something you would like to hear us talk about. It, it, it's really okay. Like you don't have to be very specific about it. Um, you can ask a very specific question or you can just be like, Hey, what are your thoughts on immersion? Right? Like it's fine. Whatever it is. You, you um, really,
1: w- e- you really want someone to ask that.
0: Uh, <laughs> I, 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 whether people want to ask it or not, we may be just talking about it. At some point. I'm having, You're I'm having, having thoughts about yeah. it. Yes. I'm having some thoughts about it. Um, point being is point being is this show is about taking things that are relevant to you in gaming talking about them in hopes that one it helps you run a better game as well as making it accessible for other people in hopes that they will also run better games because the whole purpose of this hobby right podcast publishing all of that aside the whole purpose of this hobby boils down to sitting at a table with people that you like and care about and having a great shared experience and anything that we can do to enhance that for each other is always a good thing yeah that is that is ultimately what we're here for that
1: is completely Um, what we're here for
0: (laughs) exactly so um send us those things. When it's on your mind, it's probably on somebody else's mind. So uh, when you do that, that's how we get to talk about it. And that's how we get to share it with a whole bunch of you uh, at the same time. So we um, greatly appreciate all your contributions into coming up with things for us to talk about. Yes, indeed. If you like what we do here or elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash mmp. Patrons get the Bamboo Lounge, the bonus outtakes from Mr. Mark and access to our awesome Slack room for life. 101 fantastic people talking about everything from recipes to role playing games to uh, bad jokes and memes. Hmm. Like it's all it's all there. Um, I'm all there for it. Um, So come check us out on the Slack room. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah. There's one more thing. (laughs) you can do. Yes. Uh, if you're supporting the campaign, thank you very much. If you are unable to support the campaign, it's totally fine. We totally understand. Um, but we always need people to share the word about us. I say it every week. I still mean it, which is why we say it in a bespoke manner every week, because it is still important. Please share. If you're enjoying the show, please share it with other people. Let them know um, your friends, your fellow gamers, uh, those Posts when people are like, "Oh, I just you know got a new phone and I need to load up my podcatcher. Like, what should I put in it?" That's one of those moments. Please jump in, right? Throw us in. Uh, name the show. Uh, it it's just it means a lot to us, and it really is probably the most effective way to get uh, people to listen to us. There's a slightly less. Um, it's a slightly less personal way yeah. to get people yeah. to listen to us. Still important, still makes me and feel it gives
1: us—it gives us so feels. good, just so good and warm yeah. and fuzzy inside. Don't de-emphasize exactly. it. I it still gives us. Feel. I crave artistic validation, um, in my little panda tummy. <laughs> uh you can leave us a rating or review on apple podcast or the podcatcher of your choice because every new review that you leave is a way to tell a stranger that you like us and that makes them more likely to listen to us which is great so thank you so very very much to everyone who has already left a review they all make me unbelievably happy um and thank you so much to everyone who is going to leave a review
0: yeah thank you very much we appreciate it greatly Say, Senda, next time the pace of this game slows down, show me what action you're going to take to fill in some of that space. Oh,
1: boy. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Got, eh, show me what you
0: got show me what you got, eh, show, me what you got eh, show me what you
1: got show me what you got eh, show me what you got eh, show me
0: what you got, eh, what you got, what you got eh. yeah. hello hello whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> making cool waveforms. i just wanted to see
1: oh, <laughs> <That> <laughs> oh was- okay.
0: saturday once again
1: saturday
0: the sun is shining I uh, I can kind of see it through my window, but it's going to be a little warmer today. So I was like, "Nay, nay, sunlight, stay out of my, stay out of my coolish apartment."
1: The sun is shining. The tank is clean. The tank is clean. What's that from? Oh, Finding Nemo.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The tank is clean. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm having trouble. The only thing I'm watching animated is Shura right now. So
1: that's fine. It's just like the one line that has stuck with me permanently from having a child who watched Finding Nemo. I bet. Um, yeah.
0: Are we ready to begin?
1: I think so. Bloop.
0: <laughs> do do
1: doo 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 do, 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 do,
0: do.